You're going where? You're doing what? Are you crazy, Aunt Tam? Welcome to Many Roads Traveled. I'm Tamara and I have one question for you. Do you love to travel? Awesome! Well, then I invite you to join me on my 30,000 mile road trip from Paris to Cape Town back to Nairobi. One more thing, we'll be traveling back in time to 1993 before the internet, Google Maps and cell phones. So without further ado, let's hit the road! Welcome to episode number 12. And on today's episode, we are going to the desert, Siwa Oasis, where we're going to spend about just over a week there. So now we've been on the road for 63 days and we have covered, well, this episode we'll be covering another 950 miles, which will take us up to 7,200 miles. And before we crack on with Siwa Oasis, uh, let's just do a little bit of the podcast journey that I'm sharing with you. Okay, so top five countries for listeners is uh, Canada, USA, UK, France. And we have a three-way tie for fifth place. Uh, Poland, I can't say Poland, I don't know. Poland, India, and Ireland. So thank you to all my listeners everywhere. Another little bit of exciting news for me anyway. So, uh, I now have listeners from 36 countries. Now my first goal is to get to as many countries that I've been to, which is 76. So almost halfway there. So thank you so, so much. That is amazing. And the review of the week is from Ridicule, Ridiculous Patronus One. <laughs> Great name. Five stars. Fantastic. So entertaining and fun. If you like to travel, these personal travel stories will keep you laughing and on the edge of your seat. Great hostess and detailed stories. Looking forward to more episodes. If you like traveling or hearing about other areas of the world, it's a must add. Well, thank you very much. That's awesome. Okay, so let's just uh, crack on. Uh, okay, we're in Cairo. And we got up early on day 63, and then we he head out to get the bus to Marsa Matru. So I got on the bus about 8.30 in the morning. It was a six-hour bus ride to there, which is on the coast. So it's down from Alexandria. So a couple hours into the trip, I realized I'd left my journal behind at the select hotel which was not good news. So when we got to Mercer I ended up calling Select Hotel where we were staying uh, and speaking to the, I think the manager or the owner or something there and just said, oh, can you give it to my Dutch friend, Marianne, uh, and she can bring it to Siwa Oasis. So th that was the Dutch couple that um, we had met on and off for last three weeks or so. So th this time I'm traveling with my friend Casey, who I left Canada with, and we picked up our little ragamuffin English guy, Duncan. <laughs> I'm just joking. He was awesome. Along the way. So there's the three of us. So we get to Mercer True, and of course, it's like over four hour wait to get the bus from there to Siwa, which was another 300 kilometers. So I think it's about 550k from Cairo to Siwa. Yeah, so we, we didn't roll into Siwa Oasis till about 11.30 at night. 
Um, we just found a hotel, which was called the Medina Hotel. Although I, from then on, always called it Funky Cool Medina. <laughs> so we all called it that, of course. <laughs> yeah, just grab something to eat and crash. We were pretty exhausted. It was a long day. I mean, we left at 8.30 in the morning and didn't get there till 11.30 at night. Uh, so anyways, the next morning, so day 64, um, I got up early and decided to have a little walk around by myself. So Siwa Oasis, it is about 80 kilometers long by 20 kilometers wide. There is, I guess, over 300,000 date palm trees, uh, 70,000 olive trees, and there's 300 natural springs, like freshwater springs. So that's why it's quite important, and it has been for thousands of years, uh, especially for nomads and bed and uh, Bedouins. And there's about 20, 25,000 people that live there full time. And they're from the, uh, the Bar I think it's Barber tribe, kind of. So quite different to the rest of Egypt, Sea Oasis for sure. And it's, so it's in the kind of the middle of the Great Desert, Great West Desert, I think it is. Uh, yeah, so I decided, okay, I'm gonna, you know, have a little walk. I mean, the city center, like I say, city center, it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, so I just decided to have a little walk around and you went through, because it's just, it's like small pathways. I mean, I wouldn't call them really roads. <laughs> and definitely not paved, obviously. And you just walk through the plant, like all these, these trees. And it was pretty amazing. And I had my Walkman on, because remember, this is back in 1993. <laughs> so it was the old tape cassettes and Walkmans. Don't even know if people under the age of, what, 40? 30 maybe? <laughs> no, definitely 30. Don't know what those are. Cassette tapes. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just bopping along and I'm having a great old time. And I remember looking up and going, okay, so it's quite isolated. <laughs> like <laughs> all I can see is just trees. And I decided, I saw a little pathway. So I thought I'd just, I don't know, deep through there. So I cut in through there. on a, So I'm on a much smaller now yeah, little pathway. And I, and I just felt like someone was watching me or something. And I turned around. Well, there's this dude following me scared the shit out of me <laughs> like i was just like because i totally thought i was by myself and and then i'm on this smaller path so he's you know followed me onto that and you know there's nobody around i'm like great so i you know just getting over my initial shock and then he just looks at me and he's like f you and i'm like what <laughs> so i thought maybe i'm on his property and I'm trespassing or something. So I'm like, you know, ready to apologize and get back on the main path. But no, he starts hacking up his like, um, I forget the name of it, the, like his skirt thing, right? And making all these sexual gestures. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And then he says it again, F you, like <laughs> making all these gestures. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And he starts like, look around and I just keep yelling out no and then he just started like he just turned around and took off well I, now I, my shock and my scared is turned into I'm now pissed so I start for some reason, I start chasing him through the trees <laughs> I don't know what I was gonna do I think I was just pissed and anyways he has his little donkey cart uh, which is one of the mo main modes of transportation in Siwa, like on the main path so he just yeah he jumps on that and away he goes um, you know, obviously I, I didn't follow, but whoa, it just seriously <laughs> scared me. <laughs> and it could have went, you know, a lot worse, but it was okay. I, you know, scared him away, I guess. Uh, so I just continue walk. Um, I was like, okay, well, I'll just continue, but I'll go back on the main path. So at least I might see 
some people. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't really see anyone else. And then there's the, um, it's called the Hill or the Mountain of the Dead. And it's, it's one of the two main hills, like, uh, because Siwa is also 25 meters below sea level. So there's two hills, which are kind of your landmarks, I guess, because otherwise you just see, you know, a sea of green trees. <laughs> and that's also where the, the, they have lots of ancient Greek, Greco tombs there. And, um, I guess some are date back like 1500 years or even more. But anyway, so you can go see the tombs. I don't think I did see them. I don't even know if that was there. I don't know if I knew they were there. Anyways, but I, I, you can climb it. And it's, so I did that. I climbed it. Beautiful views. Uh, again, you know, I put my walk my back on. But I was like, I can see now. I have 360 view. And just chilling. And yeah, you could see both lakes from up there. So there's two main lakes in the sea, in the oasis. And it's just beautiful. And then you just see all the desert. Like you really are an island on a sea of sand. So I, yeah, I chilled up there for a little while. Next thing I know, here comes two army dudes like <laughs> climbing up the hill, you know, making their way towards me. I'm like, no, not dealing with any more crap today. <laughs> so I just kind of climbed back down it and then and headed back to the hotel. And I was like, that's enough excitement for one day for me. <laughs> and the the hotel. The funky cool Medina Hotel <laughs> had a beautiful rooftop and I, that's where most all my nights were spent there basically and they had really good uh, food and you know little they had a little kitchen in there so they had uh, food which was really cheap I mean the three of us ended up sharing a room there it was only three Egyptian pounds each night which was about a dollar so now like 2020 rates it's about 16 Egyptian pounds to one US dollar and back then it was just over three Egyptian pounds to one dollar so it was a bargain yeah and then they and then they had lots of backgammon sets up there and like just you know cushions on the on the rooftop and yeah it's a super nice place to chill out so that's what I did the the first night just lots of backgammon and eating and drinking lots of local tea which was nice so the next day which is day 65 uh, I just had a a rooftop day <laughs> Yeah, just chilled up there. I met two really sweet English, uh, British girls, Anna and Rachel, and hung out with them and we chatted for quite a bit. Probably played some more backgammon. I was also working on my tan because uh, Siwa is also quite like conservative Muslim and there's like, well, at least in our hotel, but lots of signs is saying, you know, to ask foreigners not to show much skin, especially don't wear shorts. I mean, I always wore trousers and um, t-shirts, which seemed to be okay with t-shirts because, you know, they came just kind of my lower arms that were showing so that seemed to be okay and also it was the last little bit of ramadan as well which is uh you know a month-long muslim religious i don't know if it's a festival but so for a whole month they fast so they don't eat from five in the morning to 6 p.m at night so 6 p.m is their breakfast so you know sometimes they could be you know a bit bad news because they haven't eaten all day which is not surprising but the people we met were very fine i mean especially the owner of uh, medina hotel was very nice so but up on the rooftop because it was just foreigners you could kind of strip down to like shorts and then maybe a vest top or tank top so that was okay so I was yeah I was topping up my tan for most of the day and then I decided that I was going to go for a little walk again by myself to the temple of Amun Ra and also the temple of the oracle which is they date back to like 6th century BC the Temple of the Oracle, that was the temple built by the 
like Greek Roman era, you know, Empire. So is dedicated to Zeus. And I guess Alexander the Great, he went there. His first time he went to Egypt because he wanted to ask at the temple, this is an Oracle Temple, if he was actually the son of Zeus. I don't know what the answer was, <laughs> but it's pretty cool. And it it's almost looks like a an old castle or fort made out of sand in a way. So it's quite big, but I guess it's made out of sandstone, like mudstone. Yeah, you can kind of wander around in there and uh, around it. So yeah, did that, which was very interesting. And then I walked out to to there's yeah to one of the two lakes and it was i could just remember it's just so cool like standing and the lakes are all the waters super clear like really really clear uh i just yeah standing on the lakeside just overlooking the oasis just like what i'm in an oasis like in the middle of the sahara desert this is just so cool it's also only about 50k from the libyan border as well and then like as usual most nights were spent just on the rooftop uh, playing backgammon, drinking tea, maybe having a couple of joints. <laughs> and then, so now we're on day 66. It was another super chill day because you'll find at Sea Oasis, that's a lot. <laughs> it's just a really relaxing place. <laughs> Uh, and it's nice. Like, that's why I really like you know, what they call it, like sustainable traveling or slow traveling. Like when you find someone you like, it's just nice to just chill. And then you really get a, a vibe of the place rather than, you know, staying somewhere for a day or two. You know what I mean? Like sometimes, you, you know, that's all you can do. But if you have a chance, especially when you find somewhere cheap like this place, then you can, yeah, just relax there for a while because it does get very tiring constantly on the road. People kind of underestimate traveling long bus journeys or train journeys. I mean, like I said, I, I, that's how I travel. I don't like flying too much, like usually just to the start and the finish, but you know, each to his own. But like I said, I also, like I said, traveling back in the nineties, it was very different to what it is now, but now with COVID-19 traveling has to change again and climate crisis. I mean, so I think it's important that we cut down on flying. And if you can travel by land, like what I always have done the last 30 years, first of all, you get a better feel of the places and you get to meet more locals, but you also kind of feel more sense of accomplishment. At least I do. Yeah. And, and see the, the country or the, you know, cities where you're going to more. Anywho, after my another super chill day, <laughs> I decided to, I'd walk to, back to the Hill of the Dead to watch the sunset, which is beautiful. I mean, desert sunsets are amazing. But then coming back, that's another thing, especially in the desert, but in Africa throughout. Like there's no real dusk like we have in, you know, Canada or Britain where I lived for 20 years. It's just like the sun goes down and it's pitch black. <laughs> Unless it's a full moon, <laughs> it's it's crazy. And obviously in the desert, it's even more so. Uh, and it gets, you know, cooler as well. And my Dutch friends were there, Hankiem uh, and Marianne, and they had my journal. Yay, reunited. <laughs> so yeah, she just caught, caught up with them that night. You know, just our usual dinner and backgammon. And uh, yeah, so nice to see them again. I got along with her so well. It was also nice to, you know, hang out and chat with another girl too. Because <laughs> by now, now I've been traveling. Well, I've been, Casey and I have been traveling for over two months. But then Duncan's been traveling with us for the last, uh, on and off for the last few weeks too. So it's nice to have, you know, another girl there. So the next day, day 67, 
we got up early, like 5.45, because it was the Ramadan had finished the day before. So this day was like their most special religious day, I guess. And they all get new clothes and they go to the mosque. Yeah, it, it was a really nice vibe. You could feel, you know, the, the vibe in the, in, in the Sui Oasis was really good. People were happy. And plus they got to eat whatever they wanted again. <laughs> So I'm sure that was always felt good. <laughs> so yeah, we just went to like outside the mosque uh, and just kind of people walked, I guess. And, and they're all wearing white. Of course, not really many women <laughs> out and about. And that's one thing is like, yeah, you don't see many women out and about. And if they are, they're in a burqa. So they're completely covered, which was kind of weird. And later that day, I met a local guy. He was telling me about their... Um, like their marriage rituals. So basically the mother and the sisters, they pick out girls or women that they think are suitable for their son or brother. And then they invite the guys to their place with the girl's father to have tea. Now, if the the guy approves of the girl, then he'll come back for more tea sessions. <laughs> if not, then he doesn't come back. So once they're, they have, the, she doesn't get a say, I guess, and they have their however many tea sessions they have, then the father of the, of the girl and the guy will discuss the dowry and the guy will say whether he can afford it or not. And I guess the average price for a wife, which is very, it was, I was just sitting there listening going, whoa, <laughs> this is very different for Western beliefs or practices. Remember, I was only 23 at the time too. And the first time I'd been properly outside of Canada or the States. And yeah, so if he can afford her, like I said, it was, it was 6,000 Egyptian pounds. So say 2,000 US dollars. Then the father will accept the dowry and they get married. However, they do have a refund period so if the marriage isn't working out within the first couple of months, the money back, I get, I, I don't know. It's just like, what? And also it's more expensive for the first wife. So second and third wives get cheaper. And I guess the average was to, for men to have two to three wives and the average families have 15 to 20 kids, like with all the wives together. But yeah, it was a it was a different, uh, very difficult concept for me to grasp, I guess. And you know, I'm not, you know, I was trying not to be judgmental because it's a different way of life, right? And who's to say ours is better? I don't know. But it was very hard, especially you know, being an independent woman out on my own, well, traveling the world, doing what I want to do, knowing that these women, there's no way in hell that they could do that, basically, which was sad. But like I said who am I to judge anyway so that it was an interesting conversation that's for sure yeah I was going for a walk well of course night fell again and it was dark and I totally got lost because I couldn't see any landmarks so I was slightly freaking out because you know you don't have a phone there's no mobile phones out there they didn't exist at the time <laughs> anywhere so I just kind of kept walking thinking I'm going the right direction and then I see a hill you know, in, in the back, in the distance, I'm thinking, okay, please let that be the ruins of Siwa, which is more in like the city center. So as I'm walking, then all of a sudden, like a pack of about 10 dogs are, they come out of the trees and just, you know, are stopping me They're in the direction I want to go to. 
and they're growling and they are like quite menacing and i'm like by myself i'm just like jesus so i'm looking around for like stick or something i think i found like a one rock <laughs> and there's 10 of them so i'm trying not to show fear because that's what they say you know don't show fear although i am also trying not to have a heart attack at the same time so i kind of make myself as big as possible and just start talking them to them in a really loud voice you know like i would think a local man would talk to them kind of thing and i just started walking towards them looking them in the eye and uh, like just i really thought i was going to be a goner i really did i'm like oh my god i'm now about to be attacked by a pack of dogs awesome but yeah i ended up to just kept walking towards them and just like you know just being big yeah so i walked basically they, they did part ways as i walked through them and they were still kind of growling a little bit but it calmed down it calmed down quite a bit but then i thought oh my god when i back to them that's when they're gonna attack <laughs> so i kind of walked backwards like for i don't know 20 meters or so just watching them but walking backwards and then just and they just took off basically you know they kind of went the dogs kind of went back in the trees and I carried on. Finally got to the hill. Oh my God. No, it's the hill of the dead. So <laughs> wrong hill anyway. So I was just like, Jesus. But then at least I knew where I was. So yeah. So by the time I got back to the hotel, it was three hours later. It was about 7.30 at night. I was pretty exhausted just of stress. <laughs> thinking I was going to die by dogs. <laughs> So yeah, I just caught up with uh, Heck and Maria when we had dinner together and played some backgammon and called it a day. Day 68, the three of us, Hank and Mary and me, uh, we rented bikes for the day. So that's kind of the two main transportations, donkey carts or bikes in Siwa Oasis. So yeah, so we, we took off to go to the, the lake that was furthest away from us, which I think is called Fatness Lake. And it's so beautiful. There's also some hot springs there kegger well hot springs and you can go swimming in those oh so nice i mean i have to say the weather was great for my uh, blood illness so yeah wasn't feeling too achy like i normally have or normally do i guess still to this day so that was good in the hot springs oh it was beautiful really nice day and then we went from there because uh, they hadn't seen much much things so we went back to the the oracle temple and also to the uh, temple of Anum so they could see it and there's also cleopatra bath which is another i guess it's probably the most famous spring there like in Siwa. again just crystal clear beautiful and it's just a stone pool it's yeah super nice and again i was thinking wow like these spring like these water water like i mean it's it's been the lifeline of these people for thousands of years and that's pretty cool i you know just think about that uh so later on we decided we were going to bike out to the sea of sand for sunset so it's about seven kilometers each way now mind you these bikes are not great <laughs> at all <laughs> especially the padding in the seats none basically and like i said and the paths like their paths with you know their stone or dirt paths with stones and things but pretty hard going on the bikes but anyways we got it to the sea of sand and wow especially sunset like so beautiful i decided to walk up by myself like further onto some dunes so I, I came you know went down and up some dunes so beautiful at sunset like it really is yeah sea of sand and the colors the lights just change and you know 
pinks and reds and oranges and absolutely beautiful. And Duncan was doing some cartwheels. <laughs> it was really cool. So of course, though, soon as the sun sets, pitch black. And oh, that's right, because Casey and Duncan joined us to to go out there too. And I think Anna might have come as well. Anyways, we finally found our bikes. Then it's like uh, trying not to kill ourselves biking back the seven kilometers in the pitch black because there's some potholes and stuff and had a couple of little wipeouts. <laughs> but we finally got back to the hotel, ate and like just went to bed because I think we'd biked about 30 kilometers that day. So I was pretty exhausted, but it was an awesome day. Really, really good day. So day 69, well, guess what? That was another R&R day. Because <laughs> I was pretty knackered for the day before. So I did decide to just, because I, I don't know if I'd gone in the ruins of CY yet. So I later, like later on that afternoon, plus I'm working on my tan too, right? On the rooftop. But yeah, I went to the ruins of CY and walked through it. And on my way back, like I literally got pulled into this local house by three three little girls and their mother <laughs> just dragged me in their house but you know they couldn't speak any English I had learned like I was learning some Arabic but still very very basic just you know a handful of words so they made me a cup of tea and then it just turned into a staring contest <laughs> Like they're very nice, but not even an effort to communicate <laughs> and just stared at me. And I was like, okay. So after about 10, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, I just got up and waved goodbye and left. It was nice, especially to see women <laughs> and girls in their home, but weird because like just, just stared. <laughs> so, but anyways, <laughs> so that was my in pretty much my day and then just the usual nighttime backgammon rooftop food tea drink bed so day 70 so we get up at 5 30 in the morning we go meet at this cafe because the day before there's so there's eight of us we had arranged with this driver to take us to bilharia oasis which is about 400 kilometers away from siwa and it's through the desert so I'm like more towards the nile yeah, so the eight of us were, you know, we're splitting the costs and getting like a pickup truck, four by four pickup truck to do that. So yeah, we're there at the cafe, 530 in the morning, like we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting, a couple hours pass. Then we hear news that our driver's been arrested. <laughs> <sighs> so we go to the police station, talk to the chief of police to get the scoop of what's happening. And he's like, oh yeah, no, we arrested the, the driver because he didn't have a permit. Plus... You have to have seats in the back of your pickup truck to take foreigners. And because the police, we're responsible for tourists, we've said, no, you can't go. But if you had seats in the back of the pickup truck, it would been fine. So I don't know really how much that made sense. But so no go. And plus, our driver is going to be in jail for another 24 hours. <laughs> Kibosh that idea. So we went back to the cafe, the eight of us, to figure out what we're going to do. So Casey... Duncan and myself decide we were going to go to Alexandria the next day. Hank and Miriam decide they're going to go to Alexandria that day. And Anna also was leaving that day. I forget where she was going. Probably back to Alexandria too. So I had to say goodbye to the three, like, three of them, but especially Hank and Miriam. Like I said, we met in Petra, Jordan. So we've been traveling on and off together or at least seeing you know, each other uh, in various places for a month. And it was really, really sad to say. And that's the thing when you're traveling, like you can meet people 
for one day even sometimes and have such a strong bond with them, even though you know you'll probably never see them again. I mean, nowadays it's a lot, you know, you can keep in contact through Facebook or, or email or whatever. So it's a little bit easier. But back then, internet didn't exist. So <laughs> it was a lot trickier. So yeah, so it was, it was a bit of a tearful goodbye with them. As well as Anna, I really liked Anna too. We got along really good. I mean, she was only 18. I was like, wow, because I was like 23 at the time. But yeah, she she was awesome. And Duncan loved with Anna too. So <laughs> like literally. <laughs> so they were sad saying goodbye to her too. Yeah, so that was it. And then so the next day, so day 71, we decide, okay, there's a bus at 10 a.m. that goes to Alexandria. So we get there. Well, nope. Bus is absolutely packed. No chance. Casey and I are like, are we ever going to leave C1 now? Because we've been here now, oh, what, over a week. <laughs> so we decide, okay, we're just going to have to like push our way onto a bus to go somewhere. So there was a bus going to back to Mercer Matrue. And yeah, we literally like rugby, rugby scrummed our way onto this bus. I got a seat with no back to it, which is great because it's a good three, four hour ride through the desert <laughs> to get there. But I did get to sit beside a Scottish guy who was really interesting and him and I just chatted for like the whole trip. So I, I learned quite a lot of it. He was telling me about like the, the battle in World War II that was in that area, all about that and about Southeast Asia and... That's a really interesting thing. So he was cool. But the lady behind me, remember, I got no back to my seat either. <laughs> she was just screaming in pain almost the whole trip, like any bump or anything. Like So I felt sorry for her, but then it was kind of annoying after a while, after three, four hours. But so it was a very interesting <laughs> journey anyways. So we got to... Back to Mercer Matrude that night and uh, yeah, just grabbed a hotel. But Duncan was not feeling good at all. He thought he had some sort of kidney infection. So the next the next morning, he decided he was going to go to the hospital, which I think was a very smart move. And he just told, he's like, no, you guys go ahead. I'll meet you at the Select Hotel in Cairo, you know, in a day or two. Because also his sister was flying in from England uh, the next night as well. So he, he had to get back to Cairo. So we're like, okay, we'll see, you know, see you in a day or two, take care. So yeah, Casey and I just got the bus, which is like said six hours to Cairo and just went back to select hotel, our Cairo home. And yeah, so it was a good, what, 10 day little excursion to Siwa, uh, which was great. Next week's episode, so next Thursday, we're going to Luxor. But before we go, and now it's time for... Tam's top tips. So I would say my top tips for now, so for 2020, whenever COVID-19 ever ends, but you can get now get a bus from directly from Cairo to Siwa at 10, leaves at 10 p.m. at night. And uh, I think it gets in at about 7.30 in the morning. And it's uh, around $16, $17. So it might be easier or quicker. Plus you save a night's accommodation. You probably won't sleep. <laughs> Unless you're a really good sleeper, but hey ho, you'll get there in one go. So that would be tip number one. Tip number two is yeah, Sea Oasis. It is so unique and different to the rest of Egypt. I really would recommend going there. And it's so chilled. Yes, I had a few, <laughs> few little incidents, but they can happen really anywhere. But yeah, see, like I said, I didn't I don't think I went into the tombs. I don't remember. And I didn't write in my journal, so probably not. But they're open from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. or noon on Fridays. Remember, Fridays are the Muslims' holy, like holy day, like Sundays are to Christians. 
So there's some really cool like paintings on the walls and there's 1,500-year-old Greco-Roman mummies that you can see there too. So there's a few tombs that you go to. So I would do that, something that I didn't do. And another thing I didn't do is, which I would recommend, is the you could do like a desert safari. So spend one night in a Bedouin camp. So you just sleep under the stars or in a Bedouin tent and you just go out in a four by four. It's about like 20K from Siwa. That's called Bir Wahid. There's also a hot spring there, another like different hot spring. Uh, so that'd be pretty cool to do. And I think you'd probably do that pretty cheaply as well. And I don't think you have to have seats in the back of your pickup for just that short excursion. But if you really were feeling adventurous, uh, although even nowadays, I just looked it up today and it's still pretty hard to do that trip to that other oasis that we want to do because it's 400 kilometers to the desert. But, you still, you know, you might be able to. And then uh, for women, okay, maybe don't have your hair, right? like don't listen to me. It's like be aware of your surroundings a bit more and definitely dress appropriately. Like, I mean, t- like t-shirts were, seem to be okay, but definitely, definitely trousers in the hot springs it was okay i think we might have swam in our shorts and like vest tops not bikinis that's probably the best best thing i would suggest um but besides that you know it was it was fine you know dogs people follow you but (laughs) that happens to me quite often in different places so i wouldn't let that put you off i I would definitely recommend siwa okay so i think that is about a, a wrap for today please leave your reviews so I can give you a shout out uh, the next week or two on my podcast. Head over to the website, manyroadstraveled.com for more info and up-to-date information. Okay, I think that's about it. So, safe travels, one road at a time. Cheers! Cheers!